Hi, everyone, and welcome back to audio note number three, where we are walking through the process that I call self-ship. And you have done a leadership audit. You've taken a self-ship audit to see what's working for you, what's not, uh, what's what it's costing you. And I think that is the true sign. If you've done this process well, if you've really been honest with yourself, not only do you mine the pain, I mean, it sounds sadistic, but um, not only are you really being honest about what's not working, but you are being even more honest by calculating the cost. And that could be a relational cost. Some people can also pin a financial cost, um, other costs in terms of how these things impact us. And the idea there, I know if you're like me and I trust you are, you don't often pause to see the cost of some of these things that we need to work on. As soon as I look at the cost, what it's actually, you know, the, the toll that I'm paying, it motivates me toward change. And that's where the self-ship audit comes into play. So I, again, I, I know that's not a fun mirror to look into, but that's why I think it's also helpful to look down the road and be able to explore what could this look like if I actually get traction on these, if I gain ground. And in all of that, I just want to encourage you to go easy. Uh, I'm talking to myself here uh, because I tend to be pretty hard on myself, have really high standards, push myself. And that can set me up for disappointment. And so I would encourage you to go easy on yourself and let's, let's just walk softly. Um, it's good to take an inventory of the things that we need to work on and it's good to create a vision for where we want to be. Uh, but we also need to be aware that things are almost never going to go according to plan. And it's okay if you lift your head a year from now and you're still struggling with one of these things that's costing you a lot, you know. Um, but I also want to challenge you to take it on and and to take it on in small increments. Uh, large change doesn't happen with these l- enormous heroic acts. It's typically well is an accumulation of of small acts or what you would call like atomic changes, small, small, small but powerful changes. And so we just want to encourage you to have that mindset as we go through this process. The goal is not to dwell on all the things that are not going well. The goal is to look at what's not going well as a motivation and even more of a motivation when you can see a future when you've actually made some progress on the things that that have been costing you. I mean, they're just, I know for me, there's just not a lot of things that are more rewarding than if I can look at something and go, yeah, I've actually made some progress in these areas. So with that, that's the audit. Um, hold on to it. Keep it with you throughout this journey. Use it as a point of reflection. I have points throughout the year where I take a specific time to look at that. And it's at the end of each quarter. I do a quarterly review that I tend to go deeper on at the end of the year and then also mid-year. Uh, so, But I have that handy. I have this, you know, my review. It's set up in a document that I can actually look at and reflect on. Um, during those, during those times actually just got, got done doing that with, with the end of the quarter. So, um, encourage you to do that. All right, let's move into another baseline, uh, check-in, and this is going to be a resource that we will draw from as we move forward. And I alluded to it earlier, it's the six, three, one, and what we're going to look at are the six laws that hold leaders back and think of them as gravitational forces that that hold you down 
this isn't going to be an exhaustive list. You could certainly add to it. What I've done is I've curated the top six laws and we are going to go through them. And as we go through them, I think you'll you'll relate. Um, and I'll explain how I do this with leaders and, and, and some of the, the trends that I see in each of the laws. But again, I've selected these six because I've seen these six laws be by far the most paralyzing the most, um, the most, uh, you know, they've capped the leaders the most. So I want to make sure and prioritize and go through those with you. Uh, then we're going to go through the three myths. Uh, there are three myths that I consistently see that we buy into, I buy into, uh, the people I work with buy into, thinking that these things are going to somehow help me overcome the laws that are holding me back. The problem is, is that these myths, not only do they not help you overcome the laws, but in many cases, we are worse off afterwards than we were before because we've bought into these myths. So we want to dispel these myths. I mean, myths are most dangerous uh, when they go undetected. And so once we detect them, once we make them explicit, then you can actually dispel them and, and overcome them. So that's the goal. And then the one is the one truth. So 631, the one thing that we're going to go through is the the one truth that will actually deliver us from those gravitational forces that hold us back. And we'll un, we will unpack that and talk through what does that look like? How does it play out? And essentially what that's going to do is set the stage where we will go into the various components of, of what I call self-ship. And those components, just as a general overview, um, really are made of, of four pieces. Um, and the four pieces that go into who we are as people include our nature, which is who we are by nature, our, our tendencies, our temperaments, our personalities. And, and many of you are familiar with uh, various assessments that we can use um, and a lot of language that's wrapped around that. Um, that's an area that I have long been skeptical uh, up until probably about six years ago. Um, and then I just started seeing the evidence um, was just overwhelming in terms of of the reality that we all have a, a different nature. But that nature is largely shaped by a second component that I call narrative. And you know, a lot of people will talk about uh, nurture. I prefer narrative because narrative is all-encompassing, right? It's the relationships, it's the culture we were raised in, it's the events that we've experienced, the, the, the achievements, the losses, everything that goes in to our narrative. And there's a powerful interplay, obviously, between the narrative and the nature, and uh, as well as both of them being powerful as independent variables in terms of how we show up every single day. Uh, I just, as a side note, uh, to illustrate the narrative, um, I mean, whenever I work with an executive team and we go through their narratives, I have a process that we go through, and then it's just profound because the leaders get to see within themselves how the narrative shows up, how their narrative influences the way they lead. Um, and then if it's appropriate, and, and if it's appropriate, it's incredibly powerful for them to actually share that with each other. So we'll actually do a small group um, team intensive where they will share uh, various aspects of how their story influences how they show up and how they lead. And it's, it's so incredible because of course, the people we work with, the people, they see these tendencies in us. And when we are willing to own the way that our, our narrative and our nature 
influence how we show up um it 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 just is so clarifying um to the people that are around us and validating um, when we're willing to own that and again part of this process is also it's not just getting down on ourselves it's not just looking at you know our negative tendencies it's looking at gosh look at all the assets look at all the resources look at all the strengths that we bring to bear and that's all part of our nature and that's all part of our narrative and and we're looking to really bring those to the surface because that that really those really do shape how we show up every single day okay so we're going to we're going to focus on that but then we're so what where do you go with that life enters in and ultimately that's where we start seeing those tendencies show up we overreact to something we underreact to another thing something triggers us what do we do with that because that's where we can make or break our leadership both at work and at home and what i'm going to do then in after we introduce after i walk you through nature and narrative is walk you through a series of tools that you can actually use that will help you work with yourself literally in the moment uh, to help navigate the way that your nature and your narrative interact. And we're going to get into tools that tap into a reactivity scale. So I'll walk you through that tool where you can actually gauge your reactivity in, in a moment. Um, or let's say you have a reaction in a conversation um, and you can go home that, that day and go, okay, what happened there? What, what, you know, and, and this is an actual tool that you can use to gauge your reactivity. And then I'm going to go into some some frameworks that you can apply that will bring you into actually your own neurology because whenever we react or overreact, underreact, whatever it is, there's a framework that I'll introduce where you can actually use this framework to navigate and self-regulate and bring yourself into a place where you're a far more effective individual, far more effective leader. Um, and so I'll introduce you to that. Um, and then ultimately we're going to get into a lens of your identity because everything that I've just laid out comes to play in this process, this, this identity that's incredibly complex, but I've developed a framework over the years that I've used with myself. I've used it with a lot of other people that will essentially, it will essentially synthesize all of these components into one coherent framework that you can use day in and day out. You can use it in your personal life. You can use it in your professional life. And I will walk you through how to apply that as well. So for this episode, this audio note, I just wanted to give you a high-level overview. Like I said, we're going to do a 631 coming out uh, in, in the next audio note. I'll walk you through those. And then I will walk you through, that will set the stage for all of these different components that go into you really helping um, take shape of your self-ship journey. And, and I'll walk you through that. So teeing up the next episode, I'm going to go through the first two of the gravitational forces. So I said there are six laws. I'm going to go through the first two, the, the first two laws. And the reason I'm going to do that is that even though we're going through six laws, you will see they come in three pairs. Every single one of these that we go through has a, a pair, which is essentially the same side of a different coin or a different side of the same coin, I should say. And so we will explore that. So I'm going to go through the first pairing in the next audio note and walk you through that gravitational law and how that plays out in you, in your personal life, how it plays out in your professional life, and what you can do about it when those things show up. Okay, so look forward to jumping in with that next time. As always, you know, wherever you are right now, wherever you're listening in from, I am just glad that you are here. All right, until next time, take care, everyone.